You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. The story is told about an elderly gentleman who's going to visit some of his family for the Christmas holidays. And so as he was going through the TSA security check, he got selected randomly to have his suitcase inspected. And so he would stand there patiently as the TSA agent meticulously pulled out one piece of clothing after another. And finally, losing his patience, he finally said to the agent, look, there's nothing in there but clothing. I don't know why you're delaying me so much. About that time, the agent pulled out a small bottle of whiskey. He said, does this look like clothing? He said, it sure does. It's my nightcap. On this Sunday after Christmas, the church with this feast of the Holy Family reminds us that just like each one of us, Jesus came into this world in the midst of a family. Matthew, when he, before he begins his infancy narratives in his gospel, gives us the genealogy of Jesus, Jesus' family tree that goes back some 1,600 years, all the way back to Abraham our father in faith. And those who study the scriptures and see some of the names in Jesus' family tree marvel as some of the people who were not of outstanding moral character were included in that family tree. Just remind us, when Jesus comes into this world as fully human, that means he shares in the fullness of our human condition. Many people today like to work on their family tree And sometimes we find people that were great people, historical figures. And other times we may find people who were maybe shady characters. But they're all part of our family tree. Someone did a family tree for me for my birthday a few years ago. And I was shocked that they were able to trace my family back to the year 1210. Claiming that one of my relatives was the grandfather of the king of Scotland. I have no idea, but I presume that that might be true. And then they went on to say that there is a tradition in Scotland that if you've had royal blood in you, that you can stay in any castle overnight free of charge. It's not on my bucket list, but it would be an interesting adventure. But each and every family is unique, made up of a variety of people. And again, in recent weeks, we've heard a lot about the movie Life is Wonderful that apparently came out 75 years ago uh, this year. And yes, life is wonderful, but it's good to remember that life doesn't have to be perfect to be wonderful. In the same way with our families. Our family doesn't have to be perfect to be wonderful. And so today we give thanks for the gift of our families, knowing that all the members of our family are different, unique personalities and individuals and have their own uh, strengths and weaknesses. My father 
lost his dad when he was 12 years old in a tractor accident on the farm. And my dad was one of five boys in the family. And after that tragic accident, two of my dad's brothers and my dad's mother, my paternal grandmother, ended up in the Anna State Hospital and spent the rest of their lives there in Anna, Illinois, because it was such a traumatic experience for them. And so I didn't very often get to see my paternal grandmother. I never did meet Uncle Herman. I did meet, on just a few occasions, Uncle Hubert. But again, one of the things that struck me about Uncle Hubert, whose funeral I did have when he died, was that the youngest of the five brothers, my Uncle Frank, told me that as the executor of the estate, when he was going through Uncle Hubert's stains, he found that Uncle Hubert had kept all the letters he ever received in his entire life. Now, I don't know how many that was, but it meant a lot to him to get correspondence from other people. It's such a little thing, but a powerful reminder to me that little things can make a big difference. And sometimes we take the little things for granted or are not always attentive to the little things. And so I learned a lot from Uncle Hubert, even though I only saw him a few times during his life. But again, we all have family members that maybe we're especially close to and others maybe that we're not so close to. But again, just like the book that we're giving away for Christmas entitled Life is Messy, so too life and families can be messy. Again, we may not be close to all the members of our family, but again, a family doesn't have to be perfect to be wonderful. And it's good to remember that God gives us our family. We don't get to choose who's part of our family. God gives us our family. And in a sense, it's our opportunity to put into practice what our second reading was about today and that Jesus constantly taught us that we must love everyone, no matter how different they might be from us. Again, God gives us the gift of our family. We may not be close to everyone. We may not even like some of our family members, but we are called to love them because they are a gift from God. And so today we give thanks for the gift of our human families. And a reminder to us that we are called to share the love of our God with all of our family members and that all of them have an impact upon our lives. And we can always find something positive in everyone. Not only do we give thanks today for the gift of our individual human families, but we also give thanks today for the gift of our spiritual family, our parish family. It's sort of a microcosm of humanity. Again, just like we don't get to pick our individual human family members, we don't get to pick the members of our parish either. Our parish is a geographical parish. That means everyone lives within the boundaries of the parish or are automatically part of the parish. And that's a good thing, I think, for the church because it reminds us that we are an eclectic group of people and that in our parish, we have people who have been here the whole life long. Other people have just maybe been here a few weeks or months. We have people here who are uh, wealthy and rich. We have people here who are not so wealthy or rich. We have people with one member in their family. Some people have five or ten members in their family. Some are conservative. Some are liberal. But we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And again, we don't have to be a perfect parish to be a wonderful parish, a wonderful spiritual family. Again, I think it's so important that every parish, including our parish, 
Be a place where everybody is somebody and that nobody is a nobody. And that we always be family friendly because you know how important a family is not only to our church, but to our society as a whole. That our society and our church are only strong, are only as strong as the individual families that comprise us. And then too, we are part of the global human family. Reminding, mindful that there are no boundaries to God's love. There are no borders. And that we are all related through God who created all of us and calls us God's children. Certainly, We've been reminded of that in powerful ways in recent months with the pandemic and with climate change. Remind us that what happens in one place affects everyone in every place. What happens to one person impacts every person in every place. And so again, we are all connected and no one of us are immune to the pandemic or climate change or to war and peace. We're all interconnected. And so, again, we give thanks to God today for the gift of our individual human families, our spiritual family, and the global family. We're all called to be good news to each other, to be a visible sign of the love of our invisible God. As one writer has put it, we're all writing a gospel, a chapter a day, by the things we do and the words we say. What is the gospel according to you? Are we proclaiming to all in our human family, in our spiritual family, in our global family, the good news of God's love, the good news that God is good all the time?